And now for our sermon this afternoon, Barnabas Grayson. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Pleasant day today. It's kind of hard to remember a time when, you know, it's 100 degree weather back a few days ago. You know, it's that time where, um, where you think about the fall feast because of the way uh, the weather feels. And we're getting close to that time, the feast season. And then there'll be another few months until, you know, Passover comes. But as time goes by, Job said, <clears throat> my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle. And, you know, in that, those few words, we learn that time is life. And life is time. And for some, it goes by rather swiftly. For some, it goes by slow, it seems. But we measure our life by time. We celebrate our birthday to keep up with, you know, how old we're getting. And we remember times of our lives, certain events that have happened in our lifetime. We spend so many hours a day at work. We keep track of how much time we put in. We set our clocks to wake us up to go to work. We check to see what time it is. And we look back on time. We look back on the good times. We look back upon even the bad we look ahead. We ask questions about time. Do we have time to do this or that? Can you spare some time? Are we wasting time? Can we make up for lost time? I started to bring an hourglass, but uh, I lost, sort of lost track of time, and we got a <laughs> <coughs> I wanted to use that as a prop to put up here, you know, and, uh, but uh, didn't have enough time to go back and get it. So uh, you just have to imagine, but you know, we really don't need an hourglass because we have our watches and uh, we have, uh, you know, the clock on the wall, we have our uh, cell phone and we even have that inner feeling that it's time to go or time to wrap it up. So about a minute has passed since I began and a minute that's not ever going to come back to us again and for some that time went by fast. For others, it went by slowly. For some, it may have seemed to stand still. But it's how we perceive time and what we're doing that makes time either profitable or meaningful or worthwhile. But like sand through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives, be it good or bad. Now, does Almighty God take notice of time? What is time to the eternal, our Father, who looks down upon us, upon mankind, upon all the nations of this world? We know that our perception of time is vastly different from the way uh, he sees time. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, said Job. For Job seemed to be... Um, going too fast as he was facing all of those trials that were coming upon him, one trial and, and then the next. We read in the Psalms that a thousand years in the eternal's sight are but as yesterday when it is past and as a watch 
in the night. And that the days of our years are threescore and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Sometimes we look back on moments in our life and we see how we may have squandered time. We may have, see how we have wasted time and maybe had not done something that, or, or, or done something in the time that we have, that we look at. And so we also wonder how our Father has looked at us as we were given this time and how he's looking at us today. In Psalm 90, verse 10, well, let's go to verse 1. First, is a prayer of Moses. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth, and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to destruction and say, return, you children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past and as a watch in the night. So like a day gone by or a day at work, so it seems it was just a thousand years will have passed. A thousand years ago. I uh, didn't have time to look up all the things that happened in, in history a thousand years ago. Just put down a couple of things, like Lee, Lee Erickson came to America. There was the Battle of Hastings. There was the First Crusade. All like yesterday in the eyes of God. But we see that this psalm, this prayer of Moses, speaks deeply about the brevity of life, of people's lives, of our life. Verse 5, you carry them away as with a flood. They are as a sleep. In the morning, they are like grass which grows up. In the morning, it, in verse 6, in the morning it flourishes and grows up. In the evening, it is cut down and withers. So we see a beginning time. We see an ending time all in due season. So are the days of our life. Verse 7, we are consumed by your anger, and by your wrath are we troubled. When man sinned, it brought death and indignation on the part of God. Verse 8, you have set our iniquities, iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days are passed away in your wrath, and we spend our years as a tale that is told. So, in our life, in our time... Our lives go through troubles. They go through various uncertainties, knowing that you know, there is a divine judgment on how we spend our time, how our time is spent, and knowing we are frail, which is you know, a consequence of God's anger against sin. Verse 10, the days of, of our years are threescore and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? Even according to your fear, so is your wrath. So, and here's the point we can uh, take with us today. Not that I'm finished with the sermon, but uh, verse 12. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. 
And then verse, you know, the rest of the verses, 13 through 17, tells us about God's love, what it can bring, how it can bring joy into our life as, you know, we make do with the wisdom that we search for. So as God's elect, we are told to watch and pray, to watch how we live, to watch our time, and to pray that it will always be pleasing in his sight. This is kind of a, a, a thing that my wife tells me sometimes. She asks me, she says, I'm my wife, you know, she's got a name, Carolyn. But she says, are you watching your time? <laughs> of course I'm watching my time. Really not, but I'm glad she's there because sometimes I forget. <laughs> I really do. And so we have to watch our time and, and, and to make sure that it's pleasing in God's eyes. And uh, when it comes to matters of time, you know, it's all how we see it and how we perceive it. There have been a lot of songs written and poems written about time. Don't remember the artist. Uh, who's, oh, I'm going to try to sing. I thought of maybe singing a few, but I'm, I'm going to skip that part. Youth, however, sees time differently than those who are older. Youth races ahead. And the future to them is just too far to think about. You ever notice that when you go to a park, perhaps in, when you had smaller children, or maybe as you have small children today, they dart out ahead of you, wanting to get there first, wanting to see what's there first, and uh, just to discover those things are ahead. They're just, they're just starting out. And we older ones kind of hang back because, you know, been there, done that. Now, there are some things, however, in my life that I really don't have time for anymore. I used to like to read, you know, the sports page. I don't read it as much as I used to. I used to like to read the comics. And uh, like I, I don't read it like I used to. And sometimes I just don't have time to read and, you know, digest what everybody might be saying or thinking on TV and on, on the talk shows. I could go on, but I don't have time. But I can say this, no matter how old you are, you are as young as you think. And sometimes we try to turn back time. Sometimes uh, I, I, you know, I've colored my hair before and it turned kind of yellow. <laughs> but I have seen some, you know, older ladies and uh, they have that blue cast to their hair too, and, which is lovely, you know. If I could turn back time, <laughs> but even though the rest, you know, trying to turn back time, even, the re oh, even though the rest of you, you know, has just gone south. But there's a lot of gray underneath our hair color, and if there's not any gray up there, then it's a lot of skin coming, starting to appear. But being as young as we think, we're told in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, here's the, you know, the classic description of, of aging. Verse 1, remember now your creator in the days of your youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when ye shall say, I have no pleasure in them. It's hard to think that, you know, as time goes by, that it, life gets a little bit more difficult as far as your, your physical looks and your physical body is. Uh, you know, you look in the mirror and you realize that things are really going south. And uh, you wish you could sort of just prop up things, you know. But uh, we're to remember the Creator now. 
So no matter how young or old we think, uh, we're to remember our creator. In verse 2, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, or bow themselves, and their grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened. So times change, and we can't, sometimes there's a point where we can't carry on our duties or do things like we used to. Once heroes of the gridiron, like I wasn't, uh, we bend our aching bodies. We limp along, and we can't eat beef jerky without pulling something out or loose. <laughs> or hard candy, wondering if the candy you crunch on is the last tooth you have. And our vision begins to dim or goes haywire with those, you know, those little floaters and other things that you see in your eyes. Or when you sneeze hard or cough hard, you begin to see these little dots flashing in front of your eyes. Verse 4, and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grind, uh, grinding is low, and he shall rise up the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. So sometimes there's a time when everything just seems noisy or annoying, even though it may be as low as it can get. Like, can you turn it down a little bit? Uh, a? What's that you say? Oh, never mind, I'll do it myself. Eh? What's that you say? Yes, a time coming. Verse 5, also when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goes to his long home, and the mourners go about the street. Youngsters don't really seem to be afraid of heights, like we older people do, but there are some of us who think young and we're not afraid of heights. Uh, but they don't know that they can fall and hurt themselves and like, you know, we older ones know because we've been there and done that. So in our wisdom we say, get down off of that before you fall and hurt yourself. And then while they're not looking, you know, we climb up in the tree or whatever it is and we fall and hurt ourselves, and we go crying to mom or dad. And like my mother used to say to me, you know, didn't I tell you that she's going to hurt yourself? Why don't you get up and try it again? A little reverse psychology on me, yeah. So we're afraid of the hazards in the street. We know about what can happen on an uneven road, and there's evil lurking about the, the byways and the alleyways. Uh, can't really go walking on gravel road. It's my... Uh, uh, Carolyn would like for me to walk with her more, but, uh, you know, the road's uneven, so I get out of that. <laughs> Older people are like the almond tree, whose hair turns white like, like the almond blossoms. And when a grasshopper, you ever chase a grasshopper? <laughs> Probably not, but I try to catch him every once in a while, showing my grandkids. And, uh, and you can chase them to a point to where they just get tired and they can't fly anymore. And they're at your, completely at your mercy. And so they're just dragging themselves along. They, they tire out. It's like me. I get, tired. I get tired out walking around the house. I have to sit down and rest. 
I drag myself around like a grasshopper. <laughs> and uh, I had one grasshopper resting on my finger, and I was showing uh, my grandson, you know, a close-up of a grasshopper. He was sitting on my finger, and he was just clinging to it. But it's like, yeah, so what? It's a grasshopper. But I was the one most fascinated by it. And, and I was looking at this grasshopper and, you know, like this, and I never noticed this before in a grasshopper. He was looking at me, straight on at me, and he was doing this. I, I knew he was going to jump at me. He, it's like he was just timing his jump. And all of a sudden, I, I told grandson, I said, uh, I think he's going to jump me. He jumps <laughs> right to my forehead. And, uh, also, you know, things like that are interesting to us older people, I guess. Go, uh, go to the ant, you know, things like that. Saw a uh, praying mantis, hadn't seen one in a long time. Though. But they turn their head and look at you. Kind of scary-like, little alien creature. I let him go. I always let things go. <laughs> but there's a time coming, you know, when, when uh, everyone experiences moments when the mind is willing, but the body is weak. But down to verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Not just while we're young or thinking young, but also when we are long, as long as we have this time that is, that is called life. Verse 14, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Now, we are not perfect, but we need to know this, that the things of our past before our conversion and baptism are wiped away, forgotten, and as the song said earlier, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior. We are told that we are the temple of His Holy Spirit, of God's Holy Spirit. Every one of us, individually. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Know you not, don't you know, that you are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Verse 17, we read this, But if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy. So we are the temple of God. We are holy because we have his spirit in us. And in verse 19 of chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Wherefore, he says in verse 14, Wherefore, he says, Awake you that sleep, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. This age that we live in can tire us out. It can distract us. And there are times when we have to stir up our spirit. Verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. 
Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So we, you know, be under the uh, influence of God's Spirit. Let God's Spirit change your attitude. But, you know, wine cheers both man and God. And sometimes we take that too much to heart. You know, you drink maybe too much, or wine has a way of sneaking up on you. And uh, you kind of lose uh, your senses. So we have to walk circumspectly and not as fools, redeeming the time. Verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to God. And this is what we do. We do this as we share in worship like today. And we can do this also in our own individual life throughout the week when, when uh, we might need us to stir up the spirit. And we can do that just by singing. Remembering the words of God and just taking them to heart, thinking about them. My mother used to sing. I used to hear her sing quite a bit of hymns while she would be cooking in the kitchen. She would sing hymns. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So as mentioned earlier, the Feast of Trumpets is coming up, a memorial of the blowing of trumpets and a reminder of not only looking back in time, but into the present, to today, and into the future, the future where God's presence and his call has been a part of our understanding. In the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse 1, Master's Give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. So whether this you know, be toward a friend or toward a relative or a family member or a stranger or to, uh, to those that might be without, to approach them with wisdom. Because there are many who may not understand the times that we live in or the purpose that God has for uh, life, their life, our life. And a lot of uh, people wonder sometimes aloud as they read the newspapers what's happening to people, what's happening in this world as they see the violence and the corruption taking place and the injustice that they might see. So one must wi use wisdom in response to questions. Matthew Henry in his commentary <coughs> says that in, in regard to these scriptures says that no duties can be done right unless we persevere in fervent prayer and watch therein with thanksgiving. The people are to pray particularly for their ministers. Believers are exhorted to right conduct towards unbelievers. Be careful in all conversations with them to do them good and recommend re uh, religion by all fit means. Diligence in redeeming time commends religion to the good opinion of others. Even what is only carelessness may cause a lasting prejudice against the truth. So, let all discourse be discreet and seasonable as becomes Christians. 
Though it be not always of grace, it must always be with grace. Though our discourse be of that which is common, yet it must be a Christian, in a Christian manner. Grace is a salt which seasons our discourse and keeps it from corrupting. It is not enough to answer what is asked unless we answer aright also. So in order to do this, you know, it takes Bible study, it takes prayer, it takes hearing the word, and it takes a heartfelt desire to sincerely seek the truth of God. Verse 6, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. So we are to be a consistent example, not only to people we meet, but even to our close family or our, our children, an example even to our mate, which many times I know that I fail. To be able to answer for the hope that is in us, you know, we must through prayer and Bible study, be able to know those things. Either way, the Spirit leads into all truth when we open the pages of God's Word, sincerely seeking to do His will. In 1 Chronicles 29.15, it says that our, our, our physical life is like a shadow. It's one of brevity. And it says that we, for we are strangers before you, and sojourners, as were all our fathers. Our days on the earth are as a shadow, and there is none abiding. And that shadow disappears when, you know, when the light no longer shines on the body that casts it. So our life is like a shadow. In James chapter 4, it says that there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you that judge another? Go to now, you that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. So this is how business people plan, and that's all fine and well, only if God is, is taken into account. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? You know, it's, we know it's mortal, as, as mentioned in the earlier message. Our life is mortal. Only Christ has mortality. It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Like smoke. You know, you see the smoke and then all of a sudden it just evaporates into the air. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. If the Lord will. If he be willing. You know, that is why we leave it in his hands to answer prayer. It's not a lack of faith, but trusting in God to do what is good for us. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Bodily exercise profits little. You know, some of us like to spend time in the gym. We want to spend time developing, you know, those muscles that probably we're never going to use. Training for a sport that we'll never engage in, you know, doing things. But... Uh, there's a lot we can gain from physical exercise, but not in comparison to the exercise of godliness. Because godliness, it says, is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is a savior of all men, especially of those that believe. 
2 Timothy tells us that we live in perilous times. But in those times, how are we to spend it? Let's go to Psalms 37. In verse 1 it says, Fret not, you know, don't brood, not yourself because of evildoers, neither be you envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. So instead, you, you trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land. And he shall bring it, uh, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. You know, sooner or later, maybe not right away, the desires of our heart will be answered. Do, uh, commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth your righteousness as a light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself in any wise to do evil. Sometimes in anger we want to take vengeance upon the evildoer. But we remember the scripture where it says, uh, Vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. I will repay. For Verse 9, For evildoers shall be cut off, but they that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, though you shall diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of of peace. So this is how we should live our life in hope of a better time ahead. And so we have to endure this time patiently. Romans chapter 13. So let every soul be subject to the powers. You know, they're the ones, uh, that power that God has given them, ordained of God, and whosoever therefore resists the power, resists the ordinance of God, and they that shall receive to themselves uh, damna uh, damnation. Rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Verse 4, he is, for he is a minister of God to you for good. But if you do that which is evil, be afraid. For he bears not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil. You know, secular government, of course, you know, serves God's purpose in many ways. Wherefore you must needs be subject not only for wrath, uh, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay you tribute also, for they are God's ministers, serving, attending continually upon this very thing. Verse 8. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves another fulfills the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended or understood in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love, love works no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Years ago, when first we first came into the church, you know, we thought the time was near when Christ would be uh, 
coming back. And that's been, you know, long years. And, but as I think about it now, it, uh, it's even nearer than it was. And it may be slow in passing, but uh, it's near. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly, as in the day, not rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 1, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Paul, you know, speaking to Timothy and indirectly to us or directly to us. And the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit you to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. So, you know, we've been recruited at a time in our life. We've been recruited. We've been called. The reason we sat, you know, in these chairs is because we've been called to the words of God and to do them as a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. So our time is our life. Our life is time, and time is going by. Looking at my time, I know Lawrence gave a, a sermon not too long ago where I think, what was it, 34 minutes that you gave? I think I may break that record today. No? Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to break your record. It's just that I'm running out of space here. I'm going to let you keep that record. But let's go to the book of Revelation, chapter 10, verse 4. And this will be the final scripture that I read. You know, uh, when you watch those movies where uh, they slow down time, everything seems to just goes real. Uh, you know, it's like, like a battery running down. I was watching Apollo 13, you know, and... Uh, one of the astronauts was playing a cassette recorder, and the batteries were running down, and you heard the music just winding down slowly, slowly, slowly. And uh, so I could do that. Just to keep you here at 3 o'clock. Verse 10, I mean, Revelation 10, verse 4. When the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, said John. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered. Don't write them. Write them not. Seal it up. Keep it secret. So, you know, in Revelation, God has not revealed everything. And when those seven thunders do utter, uh, they will be very meaningful, powerful uh, words that, will, that we'll hear. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that lives forever and ever who created heaven and the things that therein are 
and the earth and the things that therein are and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be time no longer. So how we spend our time, number one, how we spend our t uh, time now matters. Growing, it's about growing in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And number two, knowing that God's Holy Spirit is in you, that you have that already that spark of eternal life as long as we keep the flame going. So you have eternal life ready to spring forth in that day that Christ returns. And three, like sand through the hourglass, so is our life. And as our time goes by, like Job said, swiftly as a weaver's shuttle, we draw ever closer to that glorious, everlasting life. So as Moses said in the psalm, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. So plan ahead. Begin with prayer. Be prudent. Do God's will no matter how much time we think we have. <laughs>